on 2SM and the Super Radio Network, let's get back to High Tide. Welcome back to High Tide. Now, Grant, I, I chopped in on you there, but um, we've got Peter Sayer in the studio. We've got, oh, you're on the boat. And we've got Laurie McAnally online. Morning, Laurie. Hey, good morning, Alan. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Grant. Good morning, world. Pretty nice place. <laughs> <laughs> How's it been up there this week, Laurie? Oh, windy. Windy, ordinary, jobly seas. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was listening to you earlier talking about bars and this and that. Um, I saw a bloke do a, a full-scale... He got the whole rig out of the water on the first wave. Motor and all. You could hear the motor over revs at Leicester as it got airborne. They don't bite into that air too well, Alan. No, no, it doesn't do that. No. no. Wrong sort of propeller. It, it, red, it redlines them. Yes. Anyway, then he hit the, hit the water. There was a bit of, you know, thing, and then absolutely flat out head-butted the next one. <laughs> and not only that, this was less than a metre. This was a walk-through. Yeah. You know, this bike just had you know, no idea. No. And then one of the other boats ran up. He, he then, they sort of, they were sort of, after they head-butted it, there was gear everywhere and there was a bit of noise and apparently one of the blokes ran up beside him and said, you know, keep going. This is the wrong place to stop. I'm going to reorganise your boat. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's inexperience and you know, I don't uh, know, how do you, you solve those sort of problems? It's a brand new, brand new boat. It was a 560, 560 Quinny with a uh, 115 Yammy on the back. Yeah. yeah. And didn't have a scratch on it. Immaculate, lovely boat. They yeah, better have brown stains on the inside of it. Oh, I guarantee you he's got some new undies. Yep. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> But he's lucky he didn't tip it over. No, he stayed straight. Yeah. The minute, I'll tell you, for the listeners who don't know, the minute you go sideways, you just get rolled. That's right. And it doesn't matter who you are and what you are. Mm-hmm. I, I saw them, one of the, one of the uh, police, one of those big rubber duckies that they carry 12 police people with machine guns in around the harbour. I saw one of them... Um, off Kunti or somewhere doing a search for someone and the guy's just idling along side on. Next thing the wave just picks him up and turns him over. Yes. <laughs> $100,000 worth of, or more, a quarter yeah. million dollars worth of boat upside down. It wasn't very funny, but <laughs> it just showed you if you're not uh, aware of what's going on. You get side on, you'll get rolled. Well, you know most of those things, they have a target arch across the back. Yeah. Uh, not, it's not only for radar, they also have an inflatable device there as well, which has got a, a pull handle underneath it. So if they roll it over, you can go around to the stern of the boat and pop that handle and it'll right the boat for you. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I did some work with the, with the Navy um, oh. on showing them how to, to uh, fix a wet motor and uh, Customs <laughs> and Border Force. And that's what they have them there for, to roll them back over again. Oh, anyway. So they obviously do it fairly regularly. Anyway, this bloke, you know, there's, there's lessons to be learned, but just do them slowly, folks. If you don't, well, like this morning, I'll, Terry and I, my fishing buddy, we were going, I went down and had a look at the bar last night, so does he, and he, I rang him and he said, you're, you're going to cancel, aren't you? I said, yeah. I said, it's, it's long. Long means there's a lot of breaks. Like, so normally there's just two or three. Yesterday there was ten. Yeah, okay. On the, on the, it's, it's the absolute bottom of the tide this morning. And it may be nice, it may have gone off overnight, but we just, we live here, I'll just wait for a nice day. I'll, I don't need to face a bar where I've got to do 10 hop over this thing, so yeah. I'll just, uh, and there's a big run out this morning and it's dead low tide right now, so, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll worry about it. We're going in the river, we're going to go spin some plated up about 10 o'clock, I'll pick him up. Beautiful. And by the time we finish plated spinning, 
it'll be high tide, I can go and do the mud crab traps and then we can come home and I reckon flatted uh, mud, uh, mud crab entree with flatted lots and salad, that should be fine. Oh, I have it to mango sales to go with it. Polish Pete's mangoes. Polish Pete's got gave us five mangoes. Yep, yeah. it'll be a mud crab. It'll be a mango salsa. There you go. Beautiful. I Just like that. Mango, chopped up mango, uh, red red onion. Yes. And a nice and a, uh, blue and banner red onions. Hey? Blue banner red onions from Tasmania? No, 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 red onions. No, yeah, no, 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 red no. onions. You can get them, the blue banner ones from uh, Tasmania, no, no, the pickled no, ones. No, you're thinking of pickled onions. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Onions. A little bit of sweetens there, so a little bit of sweet chilli sauce on top of that goes well too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, salad onion. Uh, this is a red salad onion from fresh yeah. salad onion, not pickled. Uh, an aroma tomato, all finely diced. Toss it in exactly what you say, stir in a little tiny bit of sweet chilli and bring on the mud crab. <laughs> you know, you've just you've just summed up what I think one of my perfect meals. Yeah, really is. Actually, you get you get Kieran anywhere near it, and he just puts both his arms out either side and rounds it. <laughs> Actually, muddies are cheap at the moment, Laurie. They're at the markets at sixty dollars a kilo. Yeah, well, that's cheap. Well, yeah, cheap for these days. Yes, but there's plenty of them. I'm, I think they have guys loaded about twenty boxes on Thursday. So there you go. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting two or three a trap. Yeah. Okay. Plenty of, we just we just pick our way through them until we get the really really high class ones that are hard and full of meat and stuff. The rest. Okay. Now, just for the people who don't know and haven't listened to the show before, how do you tell if it's full of meat or not? Okay. When you under, under turn it over, well, better to tie it up first. So it cannot you. Well, yes. you can, I can do it. I can do it because I've you know, I've done it for I was a commercial mudcrabber for eleven years. Uh, and on the if you turn it over with your right hand. And on the left-hand side, you press the centre um, sort of panel where his foot, where his leg goes into the body. And if that doesn't flex, it's full of meat. Okay. And you can usually tell they're honey-coloured. They'll be honey-coloured underneath. You can also press the top of the shell, and if it doesn't buckle, they're pretty good too. Yeah. So, but I can tell as soon as I pick one up whether they're any good or yeah. not. You also, you can see on the tell. with the teeth on the claws if they've been worn or if they're fresh. Oh, that's old. That's, that's oh, a yeah. real old crab. Yeah. But no, just just tie them up and then just check underneath them. If 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 they're soft, just tuck them back. They're they're they're, they're just full of water. There's nothing in them. Yeah. It takes them 21 days to fill up again with meat. 21 days. That's not much, is it? Did did, no. did you see that? You would have seen it before, but um, Ducko reprinted some um, a video that came from. Yeah, I saw the crab. I've had them hatch in front of me on the crab trap. It's quite amazing to watch a crab hatch out of its shell for a new one type of thing. Yeah, it gets and it grows at least 50 percent when it comes out. Yeah, it's so they, it's uh, it's called an instar or instar, and that's yeah. It's, it comes out of the shell as a soft, very, very soft crab, which you can cook and eat, by the way. Soft shell crab. And soft shell crab, yeah. But um, we just, uh, when we were commercially fishing, we just left them in the trap. And as they harden up, they become very attractive to the males. Because the male can't mate with them once they're a real hard crab. They've got to be half soft for him to, uh, uh, um, yeah, to, to be able to mate. So you leave, the, you leave the crab in there and you'll get half a dozen males turn up in the crab trap. Yeah. While you're talking crabs, have you, have you ever had the uh, coconut crabs? Yeah, absolutely. Julie had a rare and endangered one. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I just, I've been over in the Solomons, people trying to tell them to us all the time. I had I had a couple and no, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, Julie loved the one. In Vanuatu, you sort of, now they've got some sort of system where the whole, they've got islands that are completely closed to crabbing. 
And I think the whole situation's bad. But when we were there, there was all sorts of paperwork around saying, you know, if, if possible, don't eat them. And anyway, they got that. They got like a big. Um I don't know what you call a carabus or a big bottom on them. It's, yeah. um, if you open that up, it's got the most disgusting-looking <laughs> liquid Inside, stuff in there. Like oh, a green liquid, yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, not for me. I, I passed anyway, on that. Julie had one. It was absolutely gorgeous, and she came home smelling absolutely like she'd been rolling in coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Laurie, PMW just sent me a text. The crabs are $55 a kilo at the market yesterday. Yeah, well, no, no, there's plenty of them around, and yeah. I don't know, 55 is cheap, but cheap enough. I've been catching, I can catch all I want at the back of my house. <laughs> no, I'd like to get up to uh, Port Douglas, and Pete knows where the trawler sells the, the, the supposedly fresh fish out of the boxes on the on the wharf, and there's yeah. an old fellow whose grandson sit there with a, a crab box next door to it, with the live muddies for, for $25 each, and they're good-sized crabs. Mm-hmm. Cash only? Uh, yes. <laughs> and his grandson does all the work, so he's about 10 or 11 or 12, so he can't get booked for anything. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. Mm, yeah. A bit of pocket money, maybe. That's it, yes. Around Christmas here, there's a bit of a, there seems to be a fair trade in both lobsters and mud crabs at Christmas. Oh. But mind you, the trawler there is selling fresh and local but all the fish comes out of boxes and plastic bags it's frozen so a lot of fish that you do um, catch particularly in that area if if they're out fishing for 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 a week or so even mud crabs you can't work up there quite a bit yeah frozen product it's it's as fresh as you're going to get Um, if if it goes through a market often it gets frozen on the boat then defrosted um, at the at the co-op and then Refrozen when you take it home. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So much on. Laurie, hang on for a minute. We'll take, we'll take a break and come back with a fishing report. We do. This Clean Up Australia Day is our time to step up, to unite and mobilise. Because Australia is our home, our place to be proud of. Together, we can help make our parks, beaches, streets and rivers sparkle and shine. Clean Up Australia Day is just around the corner on Sunday the 3rd of March. So get involved and help make a difference. Register now at cleanup.org.au for your free kit and step up to clean up today. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? If your strata complex unit or your commercial building is in need of repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists with more than 70 years of combined industry experience for waterproofing, concrete cancer repairs, facade or cladding replacement, structural repairs, upgrades to electrical and fire services, and improving accessibility, you go to networkconstructionservices.com.au. Or you can phone Steve on 9808-5673. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance 
is right for you. Introducing the 2023 World Performance Car of the Year, the Kia EV6 GT. 430 kilowatts of power and 740 newton meters of torque. With its unique Australian-tuned GT suspension and steering, the Kia EV6 exceeds all expectations. The Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever built. Kia, movement that inspires. You can turn your wedding or other group function into a memorable special occasion at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks Clubhouse is the perfect venue for any group get-together, party or celebration. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Helpful Function Staff on 9670 Sue Sydney's Talking 2SM 1269 On 2SM and the Super Radio Network This is High Tide It is 18 minutes after 5 here on High Tide If you're heading out today Variable 10 knots becoming south to south easterly 10 to 15 knots in the morning Then tending east to south easterly in the early afternoon Seas below a metre Sully will be the swell around 1 metre to 1.5 Partly cloudy, gorgeous outside at the moment But Alan, if you're up around Laurie's Way, that's what you I ask. A few numbers for those wind speeds. Okay, Laurie, what's your pick on the weather up there today? No, I think it'll be good early, and as I said, I'm I'm only staying home because I just don't trust the bar. I, didn't, I just didn't like the look of the bar. No, uh, I mean I can go down and have a look now and go, but I think yeah, there's a bit of wind coming later in the morning. But we, we would have easy fit it in a, a run, and we we're going to go south to fish rock and get a few tingies again, but uh, and feed the sharks again. But anyway. <laughs> Although, no, I've changed, I've changed, I've, 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 I've got answers to everything. I've, I've got my electric reel, my uh, 750 electric, it's got two speeds, it's got low low range and can pull 15 kilos of drag, so I put 100 kilo, sorry, 50 kilo mono on it. Uh, sorry, 50 kilo braid, 100 pound braid with 70 pound leader, and I'll put the jigs on that. And that, that might make a difference, I'll, I'll beat the sharks that way. Not much sport, but... I mean that's how we're that's how we're catching mackerel. We, we you know we're using eighty pound line on fifty pound game gear, and we just wind the mackerel in. We don't you know they get to the boat not feeling too well, or you know at least that, at least we've still got to, you know we don't get just a head back, which is what this if this light tackle you just lose everything for the shark. Yes, but, and until you fish here, you don't realise you know how many there are. Are there many of them grey nurse? Oh, on the bottoms, the bottoms covered in grainers. Every reef of grainers. <laughs> go, go up and have it. If you really want to, you know, test the theory, go and have a hand line at night for Mulloway with the, our commercial guys, and uh, you'll get two or three Mulloway and a few drags. And as soon as you start catching some fish, the grainers will get switched on, and all you'll get back for the rest of the night is heads. In fact, quite a few of the guys just won't won't do that style of fishing anymore because it's not commercially viable. Yeah. Once the sharks tune in, you, you can forget it. Sometimes. It happens after the first fish. You'll get your first mulloway in, and then all you'll get back is heads after that. Yeah. So it's not good for the mulloway. It's not good for your pocket. And it's probably not good for the grain of the sharks. Because, yeah. yeah. But they keep That's, coming uh, back for it. Oh, they get hooked up. They'll get hooked up. But after a while, you'll start, they'll start hooking up on the live baits and, and strip baits, and then you'll drag it with the top, and they, they gas out. I don't know if that's any good for them or not. So. No. And I don't look. It's one of those things. They're, they're part of the they're part of the landscape. We've just got to get used to it. But there's, there are a lot of a lot of grey nurse. I was a bit surprised when they found that wreck 
that off because it had the first thing that popped up on all the underwater footage was a, a row facing up current of about 20 rain or sharks sitting over this wreck. I thought, no, yeah. But that's that nearly 10% of the population of the East Coast. Hey? That's nearly 10% of the population of the East Coast. Didn't they say there was oh, only no, no, 300? The population they found now, there's about 250 around Phillip Island, you know, where the racetrack is. Okay, yeah. There's a big reef there. They found about 250 grain no sharks living there. Yeah, they, I don't think they're ever in, ever in danger. The meetings I was on, it was always, uh, yeah, that's not the only place that they are. <laughs> <laughs> it was complete yeah. fraud. Yes. You know, there should have been a Royal Commission into the DPIO. Uh, hang on, they, look, they have destroyed their scientific credibility. Even now, someone comes up and says, oh, DPI science said this. We just say, no, mate, you're the, you're the same guy that did going to say, go away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a quick question. You mentioned a shipwreck they found off, off the coast there. Is, uh, is there a new wreck which they've located, or what is it? No, our, our fishermen found it. And, um, yeah, it's a new wreck. I uh, forget the name of it. It was a missing boat from World War Two. That's got Peter's ears just pricked up. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's, it's well known. It's no, and you can go onto the website, and Fisheries website, or one of the, the Rex website. There's just quite a good story about it. It's in about 48 metres, um, basically just south of Crescent Head. Yeah. Sounds like it might have been a collier at some stage or something. Uh, hmm. It, it, it was interesting and sort of people wanted to know where it was for yeah. historical reasons. And, yeah, we gave them the coordinates and sure enough, that's it. It's got the, they, they got the bell and the nameplate and a few other things off it. And it's now, you're not allowed to dive on it. It's a prohibited war wreck or something. <laughs> Peter just switched off. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what it is. Yeah, lucky, it's, all, it's all on the web. It's lucky you're not on live TV. They, they could have ridden by, ridden by, by leaps. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to give you a fishing report. Yes, please. Very good. Now, I heard you say what they're getting the cost. Well, right now, here... Uh, yesterday, the guys fished in difficult conditions, sea-wise, and the current is running firmly from south to north. And it's green enough to run a lawnmower over it, so it's not good water. And there was not much fish caught yesterday. One of the charter boats, uh, he had 10 passengers on board. They finished with one 2-kilo pearl perch and 10 plate snapper. That's one each. <laughs> that was the whole day. So not very good. Uh, not many mackerel caught, odd ones and twos here and there, uh, but not a lot. Uh, still plenty of kingies at Fish Rock if you can beat the sharks. And uh, Black Rock has good snapper. There was some nice fish caught last weekend in the pub fishing comp. They had a lot of Venus tuskies up to two kilo, snapper to five. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just gone very, very quiet. There's not much surface fish. There's a few bonito out the front. Uh, and along the cliffs, along the headlands, but no, it's very, it's average, and uh, and the water temps down two degrees, so and it's going to be a bit of a struggle this week, that's for sure. Uh, beaches, you've heard about the, all the redweed down south, that's a bit, there's a bit of that at Smoky and Hathead. Uh, further north, not so bad. North Beach is probably the pick from going out from Stewart's Point. Plenty of whiting along there. There's a few whiting at North Gap and a few dark. Uh, the only thing interesting fish from North Gap, someone caught a um, spangled emperor, uh, quite a big one, two kilo spangled emperor fishing off the beach, <laughs> which is a bit of a rare one, but yeah. anyway. Laurie, that ship was a Wollongbar 2. That's it, the Wollongbar 2. Wollongbar yeah. 2, and the photo shows a grey nurse sitting <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> it's discovered in um, 2020. She was sunk by I-60 uh, torpedo in 1943. That's right, yeah, yeah, so... And there was 32 died and 6 rescued. 
Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. sorry, five survived on board, 37 yeah. died. Yeah, yeah so it wasn't a colony with that many people. No. Yeah. yeah, our fishermen gave them the coordinates because they pulled up a piece of metal on one of the drop lines when they were drop lining it and said that, then they said, oh, you know, we'd better give this to somebody. So, yeah, we dobbed ourselves in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the issues, isn't it? Mm. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've talked, there's another one I'll, I'll someday when we're not on here, I'll tell you about. <laughs> um, we've got quite a few wrecks that we know about. Uh, anyway, yeah, so offshore was a bit ordinary. The beaches, again, average. Estuary, pretty good. Uh, still plenty of flathead, plenty of mud crabs. Uh, there's a few good mulloway. There's a few mulloway caught, and Julie's, Julie's uh, uncle down from... Um, Grafton, he fished the wall during the week and he got a nice three kilo cobia and a couple of school mulloway and a few brim. Uh, so the river's probably the pick. That's why we're going. Um, as I said, we'll, we'll get out at about 10 o'clock and fish through till lunchtime. It'll be high tide, grab the mud crab traps and come home. If we get three or four flathead and three or four mud crabs, we'll both be happy. Yeah. So that's about it. The only, uh, the bit of news that uh, you may have seen in the papers and on the fisheries website. There was a, a yellowtail kingfish, a big one, tagged in Coffin Bay, South Australia, and recaptured 20, 2-0, 20 days later, off Jarvis Bay. Holy dooly. It's a good swim. We're, talk, we're talking about a 25-kilo fish and your big fish. Yeah. Yeah, 20 days. Now, if Peter, I oh know Peter Tennell, I think Peter Tennell's the boss of fisheries now because his boss got elevated to head of, um, of DPI. Yeah. So Peter might be the boss, but Pete... Can you ring in and let us know how many marine parks that kingfish swam through? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, so twenty. Imagine, you know, twenty days. Yeah. So I've, I've tagged one. At, uh, I've tagged one at Fish Rock in in April, and had it caught in August in in uh, North Auckland Harbour. There you go. Good swim. So people, you know, people don't realise... Well, I've had a couple caught in news. I've had two. There's two that I've tagged at Fish Rock in North, caught in North Orp. But most of mine, I've had about 80 recaptures. Uh, most you, of them are down south. You'd probably swim pretty fast too if you had a grey nurse chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> grey nurse are that slow. They couldn't catch anything. <laughs> Apparently, they, if, if you talk to the aquarium keepers at Sydney, occasionally every couple of times a year they go sort of berserk in the tank and just kill things. The first thing they kill are the mulloway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're really tuned in the mulloway. So we certainly are him when we're handling But no, the, uh, the, 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 the tag results for the old-tail kingfish are amazing. They're, they go all over the place. Yeah. So, uh, and they grow fairly fast. Think about a centimetre a month, roughly. So, um, the, our most interesting one was Tagged by Harry Messel at just under legal at 59 centimetres and recaptured four years later by Harry Messel <laughs> at 20, at 10 kilo. Wow, okay. Four years later. So that was an interesting one. We've had a, we've had a few good recaptures on them. I have, but I have tagged more than 200 marlin and had zero recaptures. There you go. Interesting one. So, yeah. Well, I think, I think most of the marlin don't make it there. Yeah, I think that could be the case. That's the first thing that crossed through my mind, that's for yeah. sure. So there's only, there's only, there's like about a six or seven percent return on kingies. And I think it's not even one percent on marlin. So, um, I've even free tagged a few marlin. You know, where you're playing one and there's one swimming beside it. And I've reached out and tagged the free swimming one first and then tagged the one on the hook. Yeah. <laughs> but what's the percentage on Mulloway? 
No, they get a fair few Mulloway tag back. There's a guy here who's, there's a few guys here who tagged, um, uh, the guy at the end of the street here, uh, the Croatian guy, who, who did catch two fellas trying to steal his boat trailer at the ramp one day. Um, he, uh, he's had a couple return. He's tagged about 20 and had a couple back. And okay. another, one of the guys that appears on that, um, fishing show that lives here, I think he's tagged about 150 and had about six or seven back, mostly from Ballina. Ballina, okay. Yep, mostly from Ballina, and I think one or two from Ward, uh, not Ward, yeah, um, not Wardell, uh, on the Clarence River. He's had a couple, yeah. no, he's had a couple back from Clarence and a couple back from Ballina. Okay. You'd have to ask him, look, there's a, there's a fair bit of stats on them now. They've tagged over a thousand big Mulloway, so they're getting some, they are getting some idea of where they go, yeah. Okay. So they mostly move to the north from what I gather. Smart move. Sure, you get current. And I'll be. Oh, don't you worry, Mr. Sayer. I'll be. I'll be. Up, I'm not quite up your way this year, but I'm certainly fishing out of uh, a few places, Hinchinbrook, for a while this year. So that's a nice spot. That's a nice spot, Hinchinbrook. Yeah. yeah. Just take yeah. the Irrigard. Yeah, I um oh. I uh often uh, slip the boat in um yeah, cardboard. Uh, cardboard there. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's a nice spot. So, yeah, we'll be, we'll be there for three weeks at some stage in October, September, October. When I come back from my African safari. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Laurie. I'll see you next week. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Laurie McAnally from South West Rocks. We'll take a break. This is the High Tide and Super Network. Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. Mr Hunt will replace the former Minister Susan Lee, who's been forced to resign over her travel expenses. Absolutely stupid lady and greedy in the extreme. Centrelink are comparing a fortnightly figure with a yearly figure and clearly they're going to get discrepancies. They're asking you to go away and prove something from six years ago that they already know and until you can prove otherwise, you've got to pay the debt. What I'm saying is that I'm a cheat and a liar because they're saying, well, you prove that what we've got is not correct. So, in other words, you're guilty until you can prove yourself innocent instead of the other way around. I can't believe it. You must be short of money, you poor bugger. You've never worked in January in your life. Don, you're an awful man. You're really an awful man. If if we can call you a man, I think you sound like an emasculated goose, actually. You're keeping the dream alive. The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1-800-805-366 or go to view.org.au. From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300-003-003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone Ratings. 
To find out how you can build your own home, the Pal Kit Homes way, you go to Pal, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone Pal on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. Those high-rise and difficult-access painting jobs, Skyhook Painting is the answer. Instead of using costly and unsightly scaffolding, Skyhook's expert tradesmen will abseil down your building, preparing and painting the surface as they go. So if you've got a high-rise or difficult-access painting job, get in touch with Skyhook Painting. Go to skyhookpainting.com.au or phone 0449 849 949. 2SM has Sydney. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, you're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 27 minutes away from 6 o'clock. We'll update the uh, news for you at 6. Guys, I've just been reading through while uh, you were chatting to Laurie McAdilly with the New South Wales Recreational Salt Water Fishing Guide. All 100 pages of it. And I'm going to go fishing later on today as soon as my lawyer is free. <laughs> That's about right, isn't it? Yes, it's... Uh, Dennis Donald wrote in um, after we spoke to Mark Benaziak yesterday um, about what's going on with the fisheries officers. There's about 120 of them are supplied through the Recreational Fishing Trust, but they've also employed, uh, after state government thing, eight uh, Indigenous fisheries officers to you know, communicate with Indigenous uh, people about it. But he said, well, they don't have any rules, they don't have a licence, they don't have to comply with it. They fish with how they like. Why do you need Indigenous fisheries officers? Well, that's not, not quite correct, though, is it? it that they, they, they can fish pretty much however they like as long as it's traditional that's and right. not using any... So they'd be there to, to monitor that they're not using the modern method. I, I th- yeah, I don't think it's um, policed at all, put it that way. But fisheries don't want to yeah. answer, the, <laughs> answer that one. So well, that, that Fishing guide's not too bad, I've got to say. It's a, it's a bit outdated with regards to its uh, title charts, but not actually a bad read. The problem is any of the booklets type of thing now... Go out of date that quick. You're better off to go online and just look at it online because it's updated all the time. Uh, this is online. This is straight off their website. Okay, well, it shouldn't be out of date. Say, it's out of date. Well, the, the tide. The, the, they've done everything up to the end of uh, December with tides. So okay. They've called it the twenty-three, twenty-four. But look, I'm being some, I'm being picky. It's, it's actually quite a good document, and it's got photographs, not dissimilar to the app. Um, but really good photographs of all the fish and their identifications and what you're allowed to do with them and what you're not. And okay. uh, I reckon you can get a marine biology certificate at the end of that. Uh, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Let's go to PJ. <laughs> we got our own marine biologist. Morning, Morning, Pete. How you going? Good, what's happening? Oh, I just pulled up for a while. When I um, finished up the lorry, I said, oh, there's a rest bay up here, so I'll just pull up here and get ready. There you go. Lovely, well done. Um, Interesting to hear Grant talk about the, um, you know, the, uh, you know, the traditional fishing methods because, as I said the other day, there's some certain, certain brethren using monofilament nets out of tin boats and, uh, <laughs> they've done um, that for thousands of years, Peter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, like, when it was mentioned to the fisheries, uh, it was, mate, uh, yeah, look, we would maybe get a conviction on it, mate. That's right. But it's not traditional methods, he said. 
the law skewed against you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you know, but good luck for them. They can have their 20 mile away, you know. Yeah. I can have one. That's all good. That's right, yeah. But, yeah, I was just wondering why they need to have Indigenous fisheries officers. Is that to keep an eye on everyone or just for the Indigenous? I don't know. I don't know. Mm, yeah, I've got my views on that, Robert. Keep quiet. <laughs> it's Sunday morning. Just think about going to church after fishing. Oh, mate, I'm at the church of diesel horsepower today, so that's all pretty good. You know, I don't think you can see Greta Thunberg here, but, you know, that's all pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah I just went over to Maclay River a couple of minutes ago and a bit of rain up here, so take your raincoat, Laurie, if you're still listening. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the weather yesterday, I left home yesterday morning, it was raining, and by the time I got to Port Macquarie, it was dry. I've had um, constant drizzle from Taree this morning. I had to go into Port Yard and drop and swap a set of trailers and... Um, pick up another set. And, yeah, so it's been fairly... I've got a clean windscreen now, which is good, all that wet weather. Keeps the clean, windscreen clean. But um, went down to Foster yesterday, catch up with some friends from Woolies, Craig Webber and Dan Partington. You know, they were all camping there with the family down at the um, NRMA caravan park in and had lunch at the Lakes Nation Hotel. It's good to see just about every inch of available foreshore there opposite Lakes Nation was taken up with people fishing. Good. All, all along the quay there, we Amaroo used to um, park the Dockerbot people. Miles Island, which is that little sand spit you see on the southern side of the bridge, as you go over, boats got all parked up there, everybody's enjoying the sun, and um, down around that caravan where they've got the um, boardwalk where they tie the boats up, there's kids fishing everywhere, so we had a bit of an impromptu fishing clinic for the kids. But um, fish wise, geez, the lake has been turning up some lovely flathead. Um, Guys are concentrating on in that two to six foot of water mark, um, and they're, they're using big soft plastics and swim baits, and they're getting their um, they're getting their uh, their fade. One boat um, was uh, using some big uh, uh, minnows, um, unweighted, just big weedless, with a sting, a hook, and tail, and he he's been uh, he's had four fades for the day. Which tell me another fellow was using the um, the my lure box um, glide bait, and he swears by them, so. Um, other people are using hard bodies on the surface. So um, it looks as though it really doesn't matter what you're throwing out there. As long as you're throwing something, you're going to get fish. So um, if you want a trophy flathead this coming month, this is the time to get it. But guys, please don't hang the fish by the jaw by those baby grips. Yeah. Try and support the fish with your forearm. Um, if you hang it by the jaw, all the way goes at the back of its neck, that fish is good as dead. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got a trophy fish, you're doing the right thing, you're taking a photo of it and releasing it, but look after it in a manner so it's going to swim away quite well. What sort of nets do you use, Pete? Um, we're using these silicon nets now because they don't take the slime off the fish. Yeah. Um, the knots, the, the, the braided cotton net. Or the twine net. It's abrasive. Yeah. yeah, it's abrasive, and like the fish thrashes in the net and it takes the slime off. And um, you'll often see fish come off with red spots and they look like ulcers, and people say, oh, it's some sort of acid sulfate. Well, actually, it can be caused by the slime coming off and bacteria getting under. I know when we were catching mulloway for um, Professor Bob Carney's jewfish experiment, um, we used a big, like, the dolphin rescue PVC sheets. We just used to swim them into that and lift the mulloway on board because if they lost the scale, it, two days later you had a tea 
um, a, a teacup saucer sized bruise where that scar come up and infection they used to pump huge amounts of antibiotics into these fish and um, take the stress out of them because they're pretty fragile yes um, but yeah look um, as I said it's flooded in the in the lakes they're all around there I, I don't know what's happening further up at Queens Lake but I would suspect it's the same but um, the guys are keeping tight lips up there but I do know there's been a couple of mango jacks um, this is close Pippies at home for I dinner. Can't take them off the beach, can't you? Okay. No, you can't take them off the beach. Um, ever since they had that, um, it was like the abalone get it. Um, it was not for cancer, but it's a similar disease. To okay. The pippies, they got they make they, they pass a lot that you could only use them for bait. You can't take them off the beach. Um, so you know, yeah, you only need to get ten and so and put them on and see how you go. But um, the dart love them. And look, I don't care what people say. You get a dart. He's going to fight like Billy O on, on, on brim gear off the beach. And if you bleed them straight away, they're quite acceptable on the tables. You take the fillet off, skin it, and um, shallow pan fried and egg and breadcrumb. You've got a beautiful food there. I don't know why people malign them, you know. Like, same as Moe and Pips, who I know he's a no good direct. You treat every fish to its own accord, and it'll eat well just about, you know? Okay. No worries. Even saltwater catfish is a beautiful white meat. There you go. Mm-hmm. You don't need a donger. Nah, look, 
you know, over the years, I don't know how many I, I rendered back to the world of unconsciousness, but, um, you know, we just let them go if you catch them. But surprisingly, like, I'd, I'd seen blue swimmers hanging on to them all the time. And I thought, blue swimmers are onto these for a reason. We took the fillets off, and it was beautiful white meat. There you go. And it ate really well. And they call it cobbler in WA. That's right, yeah. Um, hang on, I might catch up with you one day this week. Better go to Sydney. So. Okay, give us a yell, no problems. Alrighty, I'll be okay. Thanks, Pete. See ya. Bye, Peter Johnson. We better take a break. You can have a cup of coffee, Grant. Back soon. Two SM Super Network News. From global events to local stories, we've got you covered. The federal government is calling for greater housing development in a bid to tackle the nation's housing supply. Super Network News is immediate, independent and unbiased. There's some good news for people with mortgages, with interest rates expected to remain steady for most of the year. Stay informed with our team, bringing you the news that impacts your world. 2SM Super Network News. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au You'll see more of Australia in less time when you travel by plane with Outback by Air. In a fraction of the time it would take you by road, Outback by Air will fly you to destinations you'll never forget and you'll probably never see again. What you will cover in a week on Outback by Air, all-inclusive tour, would take you up to a month or more to do in a motor car. Check the packages and destinations available at outbackbyair.com.au or you can phone 1300-310-503. Today I'm talking to Glenn, who is one of Arborvitae's many happy customers. Hi, Glenn. Hello, Lee. When did you start taking Arborvitae and what for? My mild arthritis had progressively deteriorated. I was reaching the stage of me being virtually crippled. A friend of mine suggested that I try Arborvitae, so I gave it a go. What benefits have you noticed from Arborvitae? After just the first bottle, the pain went from 8 out of 10 down to a manageable 2 or 3 out of 10. Are you happy to recommend Arborvitae and what would you tell our listeners about this product? Absolutely. I've told all my friends to give it a go. The secret is to have 2 or 3 bottles till the pain subsides and check dose that you're having the correct amount. It's wonderful to hear how much of a positive impact it has had on your life. Thanks for your time, Glenn. Arborvitae is an easy-to-take daily supplement that may help manage some of the most common health disorders caused by inflammation. Arborvitae health supplements are now available at Chemist Warehouse, Australia's cheapest chemist. Arborvitae.com.au Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Nothing says Aussie summer like an ice-cold Bundaberg ginger beer. Coupled with backyard barbecues, sunshine and your mates. Bundaberg Ginger Beer is a true blue brew. A quintessential classic. Craft brewed over three days using real Aussie ginger. And a traditional family recipe which has been perfected over four generations. Treat yourself this summer to the great Australian brew. Bundaberg Ginger Beer. 2SM Have your say. Call 131269. 
on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. This is High Tide. 11 minutes away from six here on High Tide. In just a moment, Alan, I've got something that's going to stir the pot out of you. But I first, I think we're heading off to Salamander Bait and Tackle. No, I can't get him. Not answering the phone. Right? He's got a problem okay. with the phone. Cool. But I'll you can, if you can try, him on four, try him on 4982071, but he's not talking to me. <laughs> 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 I have found the ad for the Aboriginal Fishing Advisory Council that you're referring to, and you're asking uh, what they do. Yes. So, primarily their, their job is to advise the Minister on matters that, uh, you know, are affecting fishing with regards to Indigenous people. They, they use the term Aboriginal. I think Indigenous is more appropriate nowadays. But anyway, their primary responsibilities are Aboriginal interest in the management of fisheries, Aboriginal access to fisheries resources and cultural uh, purposes, uh, commercial and economical op- opportunities for Aboriginal people following uh, on the uh, fisheries activities, advice on appropriate cultural awareness of training of DPI fisheries staff, advice on research uh, priorities relating to Aboriginal people connected to uh, connected with the uh, fisheries resources. They've also got training programs too for people for Aboriginal people from uh, the age of eight years on, where they'll uh, they'll they'll train you with regard to uh, the, the cultural um, way to go fishing as well. So there is that they do have a job. There are still a couple of roles to free too, if you're interested noticing on uh, their website of their uh, 10 sector areas across New South Wales. Is that a voice to fisheries? <laughs> Sorry? Is that a voice That's to fisheries? I'm still trying to drive my teeth, Pete. I'm still trying to drive these <laughs> new teeth. But I thought you might be interested in that. That yeah, they that, that's that's what they're. I'm just actually reading a couple of their reports, and it looks like they have meetings about the idea of sitting down and having another meeting. By my understanding, but I'm sure that uh, somewhere along the line there is uh, information getting down through the system, especially once those roles are filled. Yeah, okay. No problems. Uh, Pete. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't you laugh. Now, Pete. <laughs> not solved. He's not solved. No, no, no. No, we've got to change the subject. Now, if I wanted to turn around and go take my little trailer boat and go to Port Douglas and mm-hmm. go fishing up there, what yeah. would I have to do? How would I plan it? What would... Well, I think the planning would have to start with the weather. And we've got two seasons up there. We've got the uh, the wet and the dry, which is the windy and the not-so-windy, unless it's very windy. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so if you're going to go up there, you've got to expect, if you're going up in the, the, the dry, which is you know, June, July, August, September, that time, here, it's going to be quite choppy getting out to the reef. The the, uh, the rivers won't worry you. Uh, you can get up the rivers any time if you're barramundi fishing. But um, uh, I'd like the, um, the season, say, April, May, uh, before the sou'easters kick in so the hard. Trade winds, yeah. Yeah, so get your season right. Then preparation. Get the trailer bearings checked before Replace you Replace them, don't worry about it. <laughs> and take them some. If you don't know how to do it yourself, take them somewhere, get your trailer overhauled, make sure it's going to make it there. Just on that. the bearings too, the brakes cop are hard times on a trailer. If you put your car into salt water and then take it home and park it for a week or two weeks, you're going to get corrosion on there. This is what happens to trailers and we're getting it where brake pads are falling off and causing problems like that. So be critical on those. Yep. Uh, discs and brake pads. Yep. Yep. And, Sorry. And of course get your motor service. So have, sure. Make sure all your gear is ready to go. Um, look at some YouTube channels and get an idea of what the fishing is up there or, or talk to your local uh, tackle agent. They've, they've probably been up there once or twice and tell you what sort of gear you want to take. So the drive there, if you want to do it sensible, is about three days, eight hours a day. 
That's about what I do it in if, yeah. I, if I drive down, so don't get too carried away. It's, the roads are good. They're sealed all the way up through there. Once you get there, the reef is um, of Port Douglas. I'll talk about Port Douglas or Cairns um, either way. Uh, it's about 17 miles offshore. You'll come to the first sets of um, outer reefs. Um, there are reefs in along the shoreline as well, but people often fish and get bits and pieces together. I like the clearer water personally. Um, now, the water along that part of the coast, uh, out to about three, four miles offshore, it looks quite muddy and dirty, and it is, uh, but there's still plenty of fish life there. Once you get out past that 10 mile mark, you'll notice the water starting to change colour. And then once you get to that 15 mile mark, it'll go blue. You can see usually um, 45 foot in the water, I'm better talking metres, I suppose, 10 metres plus in, in, into the water, and if you get right out to the outer reef, which is around about 40 miles offshore, um, then you're going to get crystal clear water. Very, very clear. Okay. Food, fuel, water and garbage. Yes. They're the four main things, aren't they? That's it, yes. So you want plenty of fuel to get out there, that's for sure, and uh, reserve. And there's um, uh, plenty of volunteer coast, well, coast guards up there which you can check in with to, uh, to plan your trip with them, tell them what time you'll be going, what time you're back. Go and talk to them. Yes. Um, they are, you probably won't get away. So from plan, plan a day ahead to sit down and talk to them. Just walk into their office and say, look, this is where I'm thinking of going and what do you think? And they'll say, well, talk to us on a, a VHF radio. I think it's a must to go out there personally. Um, and then um, start to plan your day around that. Um, you can, uh, plenty of boat ramps there. Uh, once you uh, get there's boat, boat ramps uh, everywhere between Cairns, Yorkie Snob's another one. Uh, Port Douglas has others. Um, then further north, there's a couple of boat ramps as well, up around uh, Wonga Beach area and that sort of area. So there's plenty of boat ramps, plenty of parking. Um, Port Douglas is certainly no trouble. I'd, I'd quite happily leave my, my boat and trailer there for, for a week, and often do, actually. Yeah. Um, and there's other places like Meridian Harbour and places like that. It's a beautiful little spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're passing a lot of good areas up there. If you want to stop for a couple of days anywhere between um, uh, Brisbane and Cairns, <laughs> there's plenty yes. plenty of places to stop if you want to fish for there. Um, I would probably, if it was me, make my way up north where the, uh, the uh, reef comes in closer, um, build up a bit of confidence in that area, and then work your way down. Um, if we go out of Bundaberg, you're looking at a 40-mile offshore yes. run before you get to the reef. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's something you've really got to consider what you're doing and where you're going to get back to. Yeah, well, Musgrave's 35 or 36 mile off, 1770. Gladstone can get out from there as well. But anchor-wise, reef anchor? Uh, yeah, definitely a reef anchor. Um, something which Malulabar pick. Malulabar pick is a little yeah. like a, it's a bit like a star picket. So it's yeah. got a shaft with a couple of triangular bits of metal welded onto the end of it. Mm-hmm. Very common use up there. Um, uh, sand anchors aren't used so much. Uh, having said that, you shouldn't try to avoid anchoring on coral. Yes. Um, uh, if you can find somewhere with a bit of a sandy section to drop your anchor into and then lay back onto the reef, yeah. Nearly all of your fishing is going to be at anchor. Okay. Nearly all. Not all. Uh, so you control and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're fishing a reef, you want a, a little bit of burly heading off the back. Uh, I usually use pilchards cut up into about um, inch squares, something like that, 25 millimetre squares, <laughs> throwing them over. Um, enough just to bring some fish around. 
get a couple of trout or something like that, and then you're going to be on the move because the sharks are going to find you. <laughs> I was going to say, that. the sharks will come and get you. Yeah. But also, you've got to bring all your rubbish back. So please, if you go out there, be very mindful of what you take because you've got to bring anything back that's, that's, that's not organic. Yeah. So there's, there's no reason why a reasonably good trailer boat can't make it there and um, get back quite successfully. But it's all about the planning. That's what it is. Okay, we'll be back with more of High Tide after news, 13, 12, 69, if you want to give us a call. And uh, I'll have a look and see who we're going to talk to after news. There's plenty of people lined up. We'll find out if Birdie, what's going on. And uh, we might even talk to Grant Boyden. Back soon.